Oh, we're not even in stream starting soon because we are starting. Oh, right dang. Away. We just went for it. We're just we're just we're raw dogging today. That's what we're doing, Marco. And um, two minutes early. Wow. Yeah. Well, we kind of have a little some, 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 something to do, you know? Yeah. We're the prepared um, pals. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> the 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 two. Um, we're, we're not I'm not running in Puerto Rican time today. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, hello everyone time. hello it's uh well, i'll give it a minute i'll give it a minute and then i'll edit this later um, some people walk in yeah and i want to get this open on our end yeah same damn tyler you didn't even give me a chance to open this shit up too slow <laughs> i am excited for the books today actually okay cool all right, uh, let's just jump right into it, right? Uh, hello, everyone. Anyone who's in the live chat, I don't even know if anyone is yet, but hello. Um, it is I, Tyler. I'm back. I'm back from Walkabout, um, as my cat just wants to rub his face all over my, my microphone. So um, <laughs> that, that definitely that definitely just ruins the shock mount that I have up. Um, hey, buddy. Um, so yeah, hello. I'm back, uh, and I'm back to talk about comics because this is Palspols. This is our uh, our Thursday show. Where we usually four of us right now, usually. just two, um, talk about the, good two. Uh, the newest books uh, this week in comics. Um, we got five books this week. Usually it's four, but this week we did five. We figured we got half the mouths to feed here, so we can maybe uh, squeeze in a, one more, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Half the mouths, but twice the content. Um, sure. Thought you were going to go somewhere else <laughs> with that one. But, All right. You know, I'm, I'm glad you did. It. I'm glad you didn't. Um, but where uh, I figured uh, before we before we start the show, uh, I just want to make sure everyone knows about the Patreon. Um, so that's comic uh, patreon.com slash the comics pals where you can uh, subscribe to help us out. Um, you get some cool stuff on there. We got a pal around that we uh, we do like a separate podcast on there. Um, we through do our newsletters where we talk about uh, uh, whatever we really want to talk about. Marco, you just put one out yesterday. Was it? That's right. I did all about uh, poetry and uh, poetry. My, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my attachment to it. And uh, so, yeah, go check it out. I'll, I can talk more about it on the, the main show this Saturday. Yeah, yeah. But uh, check us out there. And um, yeah, but we did have five books this week. And, and normally when Sean's here, he can show off his physical copies and show us, you know, the actual covers in hand. Ooh. But you know what? Boom. Me and Marco are some digital boys. We're some. We're not luddites like that Sean fella. That's right, digital boys. Oh, are we the digi destined? I mean, my name is Ty. Whoa, and I'm have my name starts with an M, so you know we're halfway there. Were, were there any like um fictional characters you can glom onto because of the name Marco besides like Marco Polo, who was actually not fictional, um, but <laughs> I don't think so. Actually, not in literature, not in anything. She... Actually. Poetry, maybe? Probably not. Nothing. All right. Well, not time for you to create and make your own Mary Sue. Um, but this week, we are talking about uh, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, number six of seven. Uh, the listener pick, the new Golden Age, number one from DC Comics. Uh, another new number one from DC, Wildcats. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Fantastic Four, a new number one from Marvel. Um, and the, uh, ish the sixth issue of Do a Powerbomb from Image Comics. Um, 
which I thought was the last issue, but it turns out it's not. <laughs> I was also convinced it was the last issue. Yeah, so let's let's talk. Let's talk comics, Marco. And let's talk about our favorite thing to talk about for the past, what, three months, four months, five months? Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Has it been six months? Six months. It's this issue number six, Oof. yeah. Jeez. <laughs> it's been that so, long. The first issue came out right when I was uh, newly single. So, yeah, these th- those months are adding up. Um, yeah, right. so I keep forgetting... Uh, how much I don't like this. Um, <laughs> it's it's such a mixed bag for me. Um, so that this book is uh, by uh, 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 Joshua Williamson, and um, uh, I had the book up here, and it went away. Uh, Samper is the last name, and the first name is... Daniel. Daniel Samper, yep. Um, I... This is... This is chugging along for me, dude. Like, there is... If, if there was any substance in this book, uh, it's it's long lost it. Um, We've been in this battle for, like, three issues at this point now, right? Yeah. For more yeah. than half of the issues that we've had so far. Yeah. It's. I, I feel like we've been in the same... Not even in the same battle these past three issues, but, like, the same splash page, like, freeze frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same... It's the uh, the same figures, like the the same designs, um, and th- this is in uh, these are these instances in comics and in superhero comics particularly where you just mash toys together, and you know that's where I check out. So I've been checked out for maybe the past two issues. I I, I did. Uh, I was a little mixed on the way Pariah connects to all this again. Because yeah, um, it re- it reminded me of um, some of the stuff we were reading for uh, one of our last book clubs, uh, Black as Night, yeah. and like I saw kind of like allusions to it, and I kind of felt like I kind of picked up on some of these things. But beyond that, this like necromancy power that Pariah has, and where he just wields it, and then it gets stopped, but it's still happening. Like there's still a thing. And so I'm I'm kind of confused to see where this I'm I'm confused, but I want to kind of understand where it's going to end up because now I'm lost. I, mean, I thought he was the big bad. I thought this is the thing to stop. He gets stopped. So what are we what are we doing now? Now are we just going to regroup? I think the issue is that Pariah is not a compelling villain. I don't think. Mm. Um, he was always more of a, a plot device rather than a character. Even you know what I mean? Like. Um, oh, hey, Dan. Uh, Dan's in the, in the Twitch chat, chat there. Dan. Um, yeah, so, like, it just Pariah, like, it, his motive is so thin, you know? It's like, oh, I want to bring my world back. Okay, sure. But we never really lived there. We never really got to, to know it outside of, like, I think one tie-in issue or something like that. Mm. Um, and uh, he, they bring in that, that MacGuffin, the... Uh, or, or it's more of a Deus Ex Machina, that, that protein cannon that Pariah has. And, it, and we're supposed to, like, oh, I know what that is. I've read all the crises, and I still don't remember what that is, you know? <laughs> like, uh, it's there, there's a lot that I feel like this book just uh, thinks you should know um, that it doesn't really explain. It doesn't really explain what this dark power is or who's really controlling Pariah yet. Um, yeah, it's just... <sighs> there have been allusions to it. And we're six I think, out of seven in, you know, 
Yeah, and I feel like we're we should be past the fight, and I guess it looks like this energy has passed on now to um, Deathstroke, which has been, I think, I think has been the proper antagonist. He's been the actual person driving the this conflict between the rest of the Justice League or, or these like startup, the the startup Justice League uh, members, I guess, and it's been. I'd rather see that, I think, moving forward, which I, I kind of like as a thing in order to be able to uh, keep the story going. But I, I, I feel like I would have wished in that case we got him from the start rather than it be Pry controlling him, then there being something to controlling Pariah, but now this thing that is controlling Pariah moving on to Deathstroke. Like, it, it removes a lot of the autonomy, and that's something that sean talks about a lot about you know yeah. removing the autonomy from these characters and um i'm starting to feel some of that frustration because it would be it would be cooler if this was something that deathstroke was just after and like looking for some sort of revenge and that feels more compelling than yes somebody has him under his grips and is mandating this yeah and the big issue is that it, it's somebody has him under control like we don't even know who somebody is you know right exactly and it, and it feels like we won't get the reveal to the very end of issue seven, and then, then we'll have another crisis next year. You know what I mean? That, that's kind of where I feel this is going. Um, yeah, it's um, it's good looking. That much I can give it. Sam Pierre sure. is killing it on this. Um, does incredible work uh, on the very, very frequent and plentiful splash pages. Mm. Um, but it, it definitely looks good. There's a definite... Um, style that he's going for that i hate using the term house style but it is it is just clean comics and i really like that about this uh especially the uh, the way he draws the the green lantern core which I, I think he had previously drawn for green lantern core so maybe that, that might line up um but it looks really good for me um, the the colors by alejandro sanchez here is yeah. have been doing a lot of work like the book is bright in some instances you still get these dark tones when you need to um, there's a lot of energy. There's the the moment where uh, Green Arrow is just like looking out onto one of the planets, or like mm -hmm. looking back down onto Earth, and the colors there are just it's these pinks and purples, and uh, it it feels like kind of dissonant to the tone, but it works really really well. And then in the next pa the next page over, you get these like bright green and yellow flashes with uh, Flash and uh, uh, which call it Hal just like fist bumping and you get these these bright moments yeah. uh i think uh, yeah the art continues to be stellar continues to knock it out of the park the colors do a lot of work here but man I, it, it only goes so far you need to hook me on the story and i haven't been for the past i don't know a few issues at this point and we even get you know like spoiler for this book but we do get a part where multiple heroes are killed um, but because of the way the story has been running and working, I don't believe it. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, the actual hit of that isn't there for me. Um, it's not weighty. Yeah, which I feel like issue six of, a, of any other crisis, like, there'd be a big death, you know, uh, either a big death or a big return. Um, and it'd be committal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't even know if, like, these guys are actually dead. And they're, they're kind of big characters. I mean, it's like, what, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle? And... Hmm steel you know like all got wiped out in one shot um and which that uh, was pretty cool firestorm 
Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you can get rid of Firestorm. I'm fine with that. Whoa, Firestorm? No, nah, I've never been a Firestorm guy. <gasps> no way. The no, best part pretty... of Firestorm was in Blackest Night when uh, he watches his girlfriend get turned to salt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. that was fucked up. That 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 was a crazy moment. Um, but but yeah, heard on that. It, it's you get all of these characters die in one moment, and I'm just like, all right, cool. Yeah. It happens. When you start the event off by killing the Justice League, but then the whole book is about how they come back, like, then none of your deaths stick. You've right. delegitimized death as a story beat for your story. Um, and when the whole book is about, like, the death of the multiverse, then, like, I, there, are, there are no stakes. And that's been my biggest issue with this, is that there's a significant lack of stakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, X-Men make it work somehow, but uh, for whatever reason, this book does not manage to make the the deaths impactful in in, in any kind of way um are, are you at least hopeful for the finale no. here like do no. you think we're gonna get something answered or does you think this is gonna lead into the next thing i am hopeful that it will look good um <laughs> okay that's that's about it that's as far as i can go i'm mm. hopeful that the, the costumes will be drawn nicely fair um, enough it's just not been my thing at all um it's it it feels like everything I don't like about event books minus the, like if this had like a whole bunch of tie-ins at the same time like this would be like the epitome of like what a bad event would be in my opinion, so at least it didn't plague all the other books uh, in that way. But, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, it's just too much going on. Dan commented here on 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 Twitch. Uh, this whole storyline going back to Infinite Frontiers felt rudderless. I haven't hated reading it, but I feel like less than, uh, but it it's felt like less than the sum of its parts all along. And yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah I agree. The since since this got teased out, uh, I remember when we were reviewing the Infinite Frontier books. You know, it started out pretty hot. It was cool, good concept. And then it started getting into these headier spaces with the the multiverse, and then the <laughs> was it the meta? Well, not the metaverse. I'm thinking of something. You know, else. What it is was, it? I believe. I is think it? it was something like that. I think so. Omniverse. It was the Omniverse. Omniverse. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. The Omniverse. And the Metaverse and, is the VR game where people don't have legs yet. And but since then, it's just been. It feels like it's been meandering, and this just feels like the the that river has continued to flow down. And I don't know that we're gonna get to like the mouth of it yet. This is the uh, crisis on the meandering earths. <laughs> yeah. well, well, speaking of of weird multiversal stuff, uh, let's get into our listener pick, which was the new Golden Age number one. Um, this one by uh, I can we say friend of the show now. Uh, yeah, we have to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Friend, friend of the show, Jeff Johns. Um, and um, a, a lot of artists. So I'm going to get the list up real quick. Because uh, there's pretty much a different artist for each individual thing. All right. So we got Scott Collins, Jerry Ordway, Brandon Peterson, Gary Frank, uh, Steve Lieber shows up, Victor Bogdanovich, um, Diego Orletegui, uh, Nalk shows up in here with... Um, Inks by Scott Hanna, J.P. Mayer, uh, colors by Brad Anderson, some colors by John Calise, uh, Nick Filardi on some colors, Jordan Boyd on some colors, Matt Herms on some colors, and Rob Lay on letters. Okay. Good stuff. That's a lot. Um, but uh, I didn't really understand what this issue would be going in. Um, I knew it was like a one-shot sort of thing, kind of re- uh, 
getting the balls, uh, getting the ball rolling on the the stuff Jeff Johns is doing with the JSA and Stargirl mm. and, and all that. Um, so to see this is kind of like this felt like uh, one of those like prelude issues, you know, to like a big event or um, like a Marvel does those like like Timeless was the one last year where it was like a whole bunch of little stories that will be kind of seeding the things we'll see throughout the books going forward. Um, Which I, I appreciated it a lot because yeah. I also wasn't sure how we were, what this was going to be necessarily, but I think by having these varied story, these varied storylines within this book, and it, it made me excited for what the next, uh, what the next books are going to be. Uh, when, when I got to the end, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I need to stay tuned for just like JSA number one because I want to see where this continues to go. This is, this is John's bag. Like when I actually turned my attention to start reading some Jeff John's things, the JSA was the first thing that Kale turned me on to. And I loved the, yeah. the dynamics there, the characters. This, but yeah. The what? When when he found out this was today, he was like, "Oh damn it, I'm not here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is his shit. This is absolutely his shit, and it's so sad that he's not here right now. Um, but I'm I'm excited for it. It got me excited. It, it hyped me up for the rest of the books because I'm like, "Oh, I this felt like I'm coming back to what that was, the energy there, the the dynamics, and that just reads fun to me. And if that's the case, and this is the introduction, I'm sold." And I think it's needed, too, because a lot of these characters have not been used since uh, pre-52, at least used mm -hmm. consistently. Um, we did get some of, um, uh, uh, oh, I forget the, the new Dr. Fate's name, the, the kid. Um, oh, Khaled? Yeah, Khaled with Detective Chimp, who's probably been, yeah. out of all the characters in this, uh, probably the only one that's been used the most. Uh, we get a little bit of, a, you know, we got a lot of Dr. Fate um, some future one, uh, two uh, iterations of Kent, you know, back when, you know, the Justice Society first forms and then later on. Um, this is good. I think it's a good, like, hey, let's put our pieces on the board. Here's mm -hmm. where everyone stands. Even though it's literally all over the time timeline, you go from 1840s all the way to, what, 18 years from now, from present day? No, to the, all the way to the future, right? Uh, oh yeah, that with the the female doctor doctor fate right like isn't right. we go we go far uh, we go far we go to like the legions era I forget what 30, year that is. 30, 22. yeah oh my god my cat is literally just on my shoulder just <laughs> flicking me with his tail all right that's fun for the for you YouTube watchers <laughs> he, later he, on he missed you much yeah, like the did. pals he missed you oh, oh well I don't think you'd be swishing your tail in front of me though Marco mm -hmm. don't um, tempt me but I like this I like this. Um, I thought it was cool to kind of see uh, a lot of the like Jeff Johns people show up in this, like the artists. Yeah. You know, like Brad Anderson and and uh, and Gary Frank, who shows up for a page I didn't expect to actually show up in this. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess we could just say what happens. Um, uh, uh, Mime and Marionette are are back. Um, so is uh, the kid that became Doctor. Did he have a name? I don't know. He's just like a, the kid, a child, or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. We find out that there is somebody who's following in an Ozymandias's footsteps, some woman, and an illusion that the the new Rorschach is still around. Um, mm -hmm. But the best news is that Bubastis is still around as well. So like oh, he's even like Johns is even saying, "All right, that all that, that Doomsday Clock stuff like that happened, and I'm going to expand upon that. That's still that's still to come." Um. 
good, frankly. No, it, like, it's Gary, frankly. Ha ha. Yeah. I, I think one of the the frustrations when we were when we were doing, when we were reviewing uh, Doomsday Clock was how it was going to integrate, and we never got that payoff. So I'm glad that Johns is coming back here to like really solidify how that story is going to end. Because I thought Doomsday's clock was interesting. It, you know, the the landing was a little shakier than expected, but sure. the stuff and ideas that he laid down, it's interesting. And so if he's going to return to that, plus tied into JSA, which was so important in the first place in during that uh, that run, uh, and then continue on into the future to give us more stories, all about this. This this is a self-contained kind of universe. It feels like. Um, it feels like when Bendis first came back to DC and he was doing all of his little books and like his Bendis is coming. Yeah, <laughs> like, like all of his yeah. stories and stuff like that, wherever they were they were housed in. That feels like this, but from a writer who I care about. Oof, ouch, Bendis Slander. Um, <laughs> Bendis Slander. Oh, just you wait till uh Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, talk about it in a comic stack, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I thought this was fun. Uh, it wasn't my book of the week, but I thought it was fun. Um I I'm excited to see where things go. Um, I'm really happy that Helena Wayne is back as Huntress. Um, hmm. I think it's a great character. Um, uh, I'm curious to see where the time stuff happens. I haven't even finished reading uh, Flashpoint, so like I feel like there's some stuff in there <laughs> that I, I I might have needed for this. Uh, yeah, but I'll get to it eventually. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see this this these uh these new books that Jeff Johns is tackling in the in the DC universe again. I loved the the character bios at the end of the book. For all those new characters, yeah. Yeah, that was so cool. They're there. So, so Jeff Johns introduces all these characters that apparently were lost to time or whatever. Um, and they and he, he makes it pretty much like the old DC encyclopedias. Hmm. Um, you got like a, a Red Lantern of the Golden Age. Um, there's some weird stuff in there. Cherry Bomb. They're, I feel like a lot of them are going to be like the lost children. Uh, in the Stargirl book yeah, that we're getting. Yeah, yeah. 13, um, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a good amount. Yeah, I mean, new characters are always nice, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and a diverse range of characters, too, which is something that the JSA, if you're using legacy characters, is hard to hard to do with. So. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, I, I did like that moment where Power Girl walks in. It's like a bunch of old people. Like we're trying to, we're trying to get Love that new, new generation. Uh, that's yeah. really, really cool. Very little interaction with her, but I liked her character. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably get more in, in JSA proper. Mm-hmm. Put my cat Excited for it. He's on, you're on the mouse, dude. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> the Cats, the Cats. Le- Legionnaire, is that? Are you familiar with that character? The one that's blacked out? Yeah, the one that's been... Because that's the no, guy that's... I mean, the red hair has been circling around everybody, right? Uh, no, I think it's a different guy than the one that's blacked out in the back. Oh, I don't think we know who that guy is—the red hair guy. Okay, I thought that it was yeah. him. All right. So we'll see. We'll see. There's there's some interesting things coming up. A lot of threads being laid down. So glad to happy to to see that come to fruition at some point. And this was very close to being my pick of the week if it wasn't for one of the other books. Okay, is it is it the next book we're talking about? Which is uh, let's see, what is it? Wildcats. Ooh, so um, close so, and yet so far. <laughs> so speaking of uh, DC returns, in a way, um, we have the newly relaunched Wildcats by uh, Matthew Rosenberg, uh, with art by Steven Segovia. 
colors by Elmer Santos, and letters by Farron Delgado. Um, Marco, what is your history with Wildcats as a, as a property? Um, could have sworn it was our boy Wildcat. Was confused about why there was oh, an S yeah. there. You thought they that DC took up one or more pitches that we did? Yeah, I'm like, ah, yeah. interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, no, no, did not. Uh, Wildcats was I I I know is the a Jim Lee joint, but beyond that, uh, that's all I know. Fair. Um, my my history in Wildcats is a little murky. Um, it, it is a Jim Lee joint. It was its own thing, and then it was bought by DC, and then kind of folded into the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's still always weird seeing them interact with DC characters. So, so normally, you know, like Deathblow and 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 Zealot and and Grifter, um, just being characters, and then like Nightwing shows up in this, and yeah. you know, Cassie, uh, uh, Cassandra Kane shows up. Um, it's weird. It it still feels weird to me that they're just so like part of the DC universe. Um, but this was kind of fun. You know, this is a uh, it didn't blow my socks off. Um, I mm. think uh, Warren Ellis did some really crazy stuff when they when they last relaunched Wildcats in its own universe and uh, like a Wildstorm universe. I think it was called the Wildstorm. Um, Warren Ellis did some really weird stuff with it that I really enjoyed. This is kind of like a back to basics more. This is this is comic booky booky shit. Um, and yeah. we're going to just lean into it um, and have it properly set in the DC universe, you know, they're in like, they're near, they're in star city now. Like these, this is where these guys operate. So, um, but I thought it was fun. You know, I thought it was, it was harmless fun. Yeah. Uh, I, it was definitely enjoyable enough. Uh, I think similarly, I wasn't, you know, blown away by it. It was, it had good beats. Um, I think it was paced out pretty well. Yeah. Nothing about this was egregious by uh, any degree <laughs> great review so, nothing egregious about this book nothing offended i mean me. i mean there wasn't any, like but that's a good thing sometimes like it's sure. it's it just it came in it did what it needed to do to set up our characters to set up the story um had some good bits and it kind of just went in out that was it a solid first issue um, i would say so i think uh so rosenberg's been writing uh cole cash grifter uh, a lot in in backups throughout varying books, I think Batman and, and Detective Comics, he's had backups there. So he's kind of got a knack for this character's voice. Um, when it comes to, like, the, the Wildstorm characters, I really like Zealot. So I'm kind of curious to see a little more of, uh, mm. of Zealot going forward. Uh, she's pretty kick-ass in this. Um, she was cool. But um, I thought it was I thought it was fine. It was giving me, like, Suicide Squad vibes a bit, you know, like comic book Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, with, like, they have this director who's, you know, kind of an asshole, very Amanda Wallery, you know. Um, the small guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. So uh, Dan said uh, history with Wildcats number one the day it came out. Ran it on and, off, on and off since, and Cleveland Alan Moore wrote it. See, I didn't know Alan Moore wrote it. This is where my, my knowledge of Wildcats is, is blank. Um, and Joe Casey. See, I, I do like Joe Casey. So I, uh, a Joe Casey Wildcats is interesting to me. I just like these guys' character designs, honestly. like I can see that, yeah. They're they're 90s, but they're kind of modernized here, and they're a little more sleek here. And I think that um, if if it's you know Steven Segovia who modernized these costumes, I think he did a good job because the essence of who they are is still there. Um, but yeah, I think I, I'm definitely gonna give this a number two. I didn't I didn't blow my pants off, but like I enjoyed it. I 
I had some issue with the Segovia art. Um, Very digital, I'll say, which isn't inherently a bad thing. But there are these moments where when you'd have a lot of lights, everything kind of just felt not washed, but actually there was like this layer of color, uh, a yellowish hue that just would permeate throughout the characters. It would just kind of bleed onto everything that I didn't necessarily enjoy. I didn't think that that worked well with um, some of the settings. It, It made it feel very like pop art sometimes. I feel like if you, if you if you take the lighting off of it, it would be very flat. It's like the lighting is adding uh, depth and and almost like a three D mm. effect to the art. Um, I didn't yeah. mind it. It didn't really. I, I kind of liked it, especially with the coloring. It helped add a lot to a book that can easily just be some grim dark shit. Um, or at least it was. It popped for me. Maybe that's what I was expecting. I was expecting a grim sure. dark book and some of these colors were a lot brighter the, the book itself is just brighter than i would have expected so uh definitely i had i had, i definitely had that moment of just i'm you know uh, i'm i'm in it for the for what i'm being carried along with with the with the art but uh, i wasn't i wasn't blown away by it i had some issue specifically on the the lighting and colors yeah i'm scrolling through the book and, and like it, most of the book is either in the daytime for the outdoor scenes in a bar with a lot of neon lights or in science labs with a lot of fluorescent lights. So it's a very light lit up book, Um, which then the last page is very interesting because it ditches all that because they fall into the pit of the court of owls, which is about being dark. So maybe that's the whole point. Oh, is that the court of owls? I believe so. I believe so. Because I believe they were also in some of the... uh, stuff that um well um rosenberg was doing with uh with cold cash previously gotcha okay i thought they were still in star city uh i think they are and that's the interesting part <laughs> oh okay yeah. okay yeah um i just i can't imagine you could put a hooded character with a a white mask in dc comics and it not be the court of owls because if it's anyone else that's just dumb you know yeah yeah it's kind of <laughs> cornered the market on uh plain white mask and hoods fair enough um, but that's a cool that's a cool i'm always i always like the court of owls as like this nebulous antagonist that you know can kind of you know work with the you know underneath the scenes to kind of cause that cause issues um they're so, yeah. fun I, they're fun. Fun. I, I, I will definitely check out issue two um probably not gonna pull the next one I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna drop it. I it it doesn't it didn't light me on fire. Uh, it feels it did feel very much like um like you said a suicide squad suicide squad book, and because of that, I think I'd rather just read Suicide Squad. Like I I'm, I'm more familiar with the characters. I have that connection already. So for me, this would be a replacement to that, and I don't necessarily need two of what I feel are exist in the same sort of genre. Well hate to break it to you but there's no current ongoing suicide squad book which is kind of wild well wildcats oh well, there you go um so let's uh let's leave dc be done with uh you know the distinguished competition and yes uh, let's, sir let's, let's talk about uh fantastic four number one let's uh, go book of the week ryan north uh Iban coelho and um uh let me get colors uh, by uh, 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 Jesus Abertov or Jesus Abertov, however. No, no, Jesus, Jesus. Uh, with, uh, Jesus. Guess who the letter is, Marco? 
Marco? No, no, the letter is Joe. Oh, Caramagna. Clayton Cow. Has to be Clayton no, Cow. No, nope, nope, I threw you off. It's Joe Caramagna. Damn, you got me. It's the other one. Um Fucking covers, consistently doing covers, uh, is Alex Ross too, which is kind of kinda of nuts. Especially after the, so uh, after the Fantastic Four full circle, full circle book he just did. Um, it's kind of cool seeing him do that. Um, and, and he's incorporating the new style that he's been working in of yeah. just like uber bright. I was like, yeah. oh, that cover looks sexy. Wacky colors too. Yeah, um, yeah. Real so Jack Kirby. This was my book of the week. Same. Yep, okay. same. I really liked it. I thought it was um, – it is what I want out of a Fantastic Four book. Um, in, in so much that it's a one and done story with the Fantastic Four. I, well, a little addendum there. Um, this is really just a thing issue. This is essentially a thing in Alicia Masters one shot um, yeah. that is leading us into where this book is going. Um, and maybe because of that, that's also why it's uh, I, I pick the week because I love the thing and I love Alicia and I love when they can kind of do their thing. No, oh, accidental pun. Um, no, yeah, it, absolutely. I, I think. Um, the it reminded me of kind of in a weird way Archie where you're sure. just you're just talk using these characters to go through something pretty uh pretty simple it's it's a it's a story about them getting basically the groundhog day in mm -hmm. this sleepy town and they have to try to figure out who's causing it they find out it's about uh, a broken heart um woof you know who can who, who can relate <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then, um, I, I thought, I thought that would be interesting to, when I, when I read that scene of the guy in the bar, I was like, Oh, me and Marco, I get this one. <laughs> the, and, and then to see him like them just talk it out. That's the kind of shit that I look for in superhero comics. Like, yes, mm. you know, you have your, you have some of your action pack moments, but they are few and far in between their panels here and there it's usually played for comedy and the heartfelt moments are when the thing uh just has a human conversation uh that's that's how i enjoy my superhero books and i got that and i thought this was a great introduction into the series because it's a one-off story it is not focused on the whole cast you know we're slowly getting you introduced to it and then they throw that page at the end where yep. the Chrysler building just is blown the fuck up and there's a crater in New York City. I'm like, Whoa. I believe it would have been the Baxter building location, which is even more interesting. Is That's the Chrysler building, right? Uh, the Chrysler building might. No, this is right near. Um, Chrysler building is. No, this is right near Central Park. So this would be where the Baxter building is, which honestly is probably near where the X-Men have their current location. But Oh, the tree? Yeah, yeah, because you can see that really ugly, really tall building they have near Central Park now that's drawn yeah. there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that horrible building that nobody lives in, and it's just dormant. It's the worst. Um, yeah, no, I really like this. It, it, did you read the um, the backup at all, the back matter? Oh, I did not. The fan page? Yeah, so so Ryan North kind of talks about his pitch for, um, for this book going forward. Um, and he had four main points that he really wants for this book. Uh, and the first one is Fantastic Four are fun. So an emphasis on a fun story. And it's not like this dark and gritty or, you know, overly dramatic story. Uh, number two, the Fantastic Four are adventurers. So he wants them to explore the unknown and the impossible. Mm. Uh, number three, the Fantastic Four can do anything. Um, he wanted to recapture the feeling that they, have, that they had when they were in the 60s where anything can happen. 
Uh, and number four, that they're accessible because he wants this to be a book that anyone could just hop into, but also people who have been reading Fantastic Four since the 60s can enjoy at the same time. And honestly, like, those are four, four tenets that I think are, are good, are good for Fantastic Four because I think that's always been an issue with it. It's either people will try to lean in too far with the, the huge lore and the, and the cosmology of, of the Fantastic Four um, or become slightly impenetrable. Hmm. Um, and like, I've always just wanted a fun Fantastic Four comic. I think the most recent time I could think of like a fun one, uh, slot, slot did some good work. Um, but like, I, I think all reds and, and fractions FF, which wasn't even, you know, the, you know, Reed Sue thing in human torch. That was like Ant-Man, She-Hulk and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, what? Oh, that's, oh, that's a good book, Marco. That's it's, it's Ant-Man, She-Hulk, um, a girl Johnny Storm slept with who, uh, woke up and just got one of the thing costumes and Medusa from the Inhumans. It's, it's a really good. What? That's wacky. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's real wacky. And it's like post my kid died, Scott Lang. So it's a little depressing. Whoa. Um, okay. She's good now. It's comics. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I had a lot of fun with this Fantastic Four book. Uh, I, th- I thought Eben Quello was super solid. Um, it, it, it's, it's really cartoony. Um, it's yeah. almost chibi in a way, like the way he drew that kid. Like, the kid's head is a little big, you know? Um, but I like it. Uh, I think it works in a strange way. Uh, I think Ibo Coelho did... Um, uh, he worked on, I believe, some of the Miles Morales stuff recently. And then that Tom King... Not not Tom King. Tom Taylor um, alternate reality Marvel book. Do you remember what that was called? Dark Ages, uh, right? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yep. I believe he worked on that, too. Which I liked. So um, I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, I love a good one and done premise of comics. Yes. We don't get them. You don't, you don't see it. Yeah. That's why I like you ice cream. You know man. what I mean? Like, oh, like silver so coin. Good. Uh, it also helps when I'm super behind on comics. So like I can just jump in and be like, all right, yeah, I can, I'm good. Especially for those. The, those are comics in particular where you got to like let it sit because it's already an anthology. So like, month sure. to month you're gonna get something different anyway why not enjoy that in bulk i finally caught up on the silver coin oh so good i'm almost there i'm almost there yeah um, but i feel like this yeah. is what that book can be too and like the end can maybe tie in things or like there could be an overarching theme almost like doctor who do you ever watch doctor who i've seen episodes yeah so like you'd have a big you know a big bad that would be seated throughout the episodes but each episode was its own its own thing you know yeah yeah um so having that be the i guess a, a similar br- blueprint to this um yeah i'm excited to see where this goes this was really fun yeah uh absolute blast uh i think i don't think i've read anything of north in the past but i'm he's convinced me with this book that he's a solid writer he yeah. he knows how to set characters up he knows how to let the art breathe there are definitely a lot of empty panel moments not empty panels but there are moments where it's a silent panel and it's just in between uh, two layers of dialogue, the thing and what's her name? Alicia. Alicia are yeah. sitting, sipping coffee. They're talking. They respectively take a sip. And it's just silent for that moment. There's another instance of that where they're talking to a group of people. There's like an awkward pause. And uh, they continue the conversation. The kid calls the thing a monster silent moment where ben is all droopy and sad and then they have another conversation like that is good comic book pacing because you let you let moments in time uh linger and i think he's doing a really good job at that and it's accentuated by the art 
and he's not doing the thing that I don't really care much that he used to do. Uh, he would have like the main character talking to the reader in like okay. text at the bottom of the page. Uh, he did a lot in Squirrel Girl. Um, and I know he did it on Adventure Time when he did Adventure Time. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought this was good. It was good stuff. I'm definitely picking up the next issue on this one. Cool. Yeah, same. Um, and uh, last book we're talking about this week, uh, but not the last of the series, is Dewar Powerbomb, number six, by Daniel Warren Johnson, with uh, colors by Mike Spicer and letters by Russ Wooten. Um, I could have sworn this was the last issue. I was convinced. I, th- I think it's, after reading it, I think it's just because of the way the story was paced out, where it's like, oh, we had our last match last issue. Of course, this would be the end, right? No. Right. Um, but wasn't it wasn't it one of I could have sworn it was a, meant to be a six issue series I thought so too because I remember previously looking to like see what the next cover would look like and not finding it so I don't know what solicitations were like or mm-hmm. whatever or maybe this is one of those like surprise drops I don't know um, that's not to say I ain't mad about it you know <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. mad to have to to get to read more of Duo Powerbomb <laughs> Oh no, we have to read more Danny Warren Johnson. Yeah, and and, and he even brought in a uh, uh, an actual WWE superstar into this book. God. Yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> God did wrestle know. a match once. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Yep. Stop. It was uh, Vince McMahon versus God, and they used the way they did God was um, literally just a spotlight on the mat that would move around. It's the most it's, wild thing ever. Um, it was uh, kind of him trolling Shawn Michaels, who like came back from injury and it was like born again Christian or whatever. It's weird. Um, oh, damn. Okay. But this book kind of leans into some weird stuff, um, and it gets a little wacky. Um, but I think this is one of the issues where like the actual flashback stuff was the important part. That was kind of the meat of this issue. Um, yeah, for sure. Not much really happens in the present day in terms of the the. Uh, the actual tournament and stuff. Yeah, we get a little little bit of a wrinkle there that we're, we'll be, you know, finalized in the last issue. But this is a real, this kind of really delves into um, Cobra Sun, the dad, um, and his headspace throughout everything so far. Hmm. I was frustrated by the way that the tournament ended. Like, the two winners fight to the death and then just kill each other. And then by default, they kind of get it. It, it, it didn't feel earned. It well, felt that's a little wrestling. lackluster. <laughs> it, I would, it, I would it, argue it that's one of the most me. wrestling parts of it. It's just like, oh, it really? this whole thing we build up to, uh, the rules are thrown out last minute. Um, here's something else. Here's a little swerve. Uh, that no, uh, that didn't bother really? me. That felt like something that would happen. You know, well, I'll give you an example. They had a ladder match where uh, eight competitors would fight on a ladder, and whoever can get the briefcase at the top of the ladder wins. And you mm-hmm. have the guy, Mustafa Ali at the time, it was like, oh, he was like the, the, the smallest guy, but he was like a real, he was a good baby face. You know, everyone wanted him to win. And he's up there. He's about to get the briefcase. And then Brock Lesnar's music hits. He's apparently added to the match. He comes in and just wins everything. So, like, that's the kind of shit that happens, you know? Okay. So, like, having this happen, I was like, yeah, this is that. This feels like wrestling. You know, I get it. That didn't bother me. It, it rubbed me the wrong way. For the story, I, I, di- I didn't like it. Um I, I would have liked to have seen the resolution of that and them have to go through some other ordeal to figure it out. I guess in a roundabout way they are. Uh, I just didn't like that the 
it all got swerved. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't like it either, but I think not liking it is why I liked it because that's a wrestling thing, you know. Like, I don't like I don't like the decisions that wrestling makes in booking uh, a lot of the times, uh, and I'll argue at it. And maybe that's him playing with that here. Um, I can't tell. That'd be very uh, very meta if he was doing that on purpose. Uh, which also I would not put past Danny Warren Johnson. Um, I mean, but they managed to to book God, so. Well, true. Yeah, God does not. You know, he doesn't show up for for cheap. He doesn't show up for hot dog and handshake. <laughs> um, Kissing babies. That one, I think it's two pages, uh, where Cobra Sun does a shooting star press into a DDT. Loved it. That was so good. That that just showcases the thing that I really like about this book, is that uh, Danny Warren Johnson's ability to like capture movement in static panels. Yes, um, is masterful in my opinion. He just knows the exact spot to show to understand like where movement's going it, it's like um it's like photography you can mm, yep. you can do a lot with just taking a certain uh a certain way that the body's facing or uh the way that it's moving in time and i i like the way that he adds blur or yep. not blur but he adds movement by just instead of having straight lines it's like these wiggles like these wiggles all across the outlines of each of the characters and that's how you show energy being transferred you show movement and momentum through that um even when the panel prior was fully static and then the payoff is this rever like reverberation and he draws them like incredibly yeah it's real it's real good good stuff um I am excited to see the uh, possibly last issue next month. Um, yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, we'll see where this goes. I mean, I, I, again, like this is this is some good stuff. I love what he's been doing here. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, well, what else you got for me, Dan Warren Johnson? I want to see the next uh, creator own book that he does. I really thought that after the after is like, all right, you know, I don't have the power to do this. Now we're going to have to figure out where we go from here. I'm like, oh, cool. Now he's going to bring us from like, th these are the locals. Now he's going to bring us to like the, you know, the original tournament or something or like yeah. the world universe tournament or whatever. And we're going to get into that next, uh, that next arc. Uh, and that's what I thought this was leading up to because I was convinced this was the last issue. And then we get God, which again, a swerve, interesting because I like the design. He looks scary. I mean, that's you must be a God-fearing man then, Marco. Very much um, so. I was expecting almost like, oh, it's Hulk Hogan, you know, like, like in 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 uh, in in uh, uh, what uh, what's the name of the book? Uh, hold on, I have it over here. Mur and Murder Falcon, like Dio shows mm. up in that book unexpectedly, and I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, there's an actual character, an actual person here. I was expecting like, oh, is this Macho Man Randy Savage showing up? Is this you know Hulk Hogan? Is it Sting? You know, like one of those things. But is it Sting? I bet you. I bet you. God starts doing some stuff like you know, some Hulk Hogan type shit, like a leg drop or something like that. Uh, that's that's kind of what I want to see. I want to see what God's move set is. God's move set is all all of the finishers, right? He he has access to all of them. Oh, he has he has all of his stored finishers already. Like he starts yeah. off with multiple finishers. That's it. Just RKO out of nowhere. Maybe he drops uh, the big rig FTR's finisher. Is uh is the people's elbow a finisher? Uh, it is one of the finishers. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, more more of the rock bottom. People's elbow is probably more of a signature move, but I, uh, I believe we finish people with the people's elbow. So yeah. Okay. Uh, um, excited yeah. for this next issue. Finale. 
Um, you know what I'm excited for? For comics tag. Don't. For, for uh, this is the the comics tag saga of of 2022. Um, you were tasked to read more of Brian Michael Bendis's New Avengers. Um, I was. Can you can you uh, line up where you are in this for me? So I read through issue four. That's the last thing that I read through. Okay. And so now we are in the Savage World, um, starting in issue five, sure. which cool. We get to I I know who Sauron is. Okay. We got good. to see got to see yep. him. So I, I finished the rest of the 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 trade. So issues five and six, and uh, it started to get a little bit more interesting. Um, in, in all honesty, like I think the way that uh, Spider Woman in particular and like Jessica and the way that she's questioning people and people are questioning her and there's like a almost like a conspiracy kind of being built in the background i'm like oh all right that's that is what i'm holding on to more so than you know action fingers clacking together which fair enough uh you know for people who like fights i mean these are good fights not my jam but i am i am interested to see how this story is going to progress knowing that we can't trust everybody at the moment and that trust? to me is interesting. It leads right into Secret Invasion with who do you trust? Yeah, no, this is this is fun. Um, do you have any interest in reading more? I don't, frankly. That's fair. That's fair. It's just it's it's not my cup of tea, man. You don't like hey. action figures? No, I like Earl Grey. Um, it, but yeah, I don't like action figures. I, I I don't like that as the the thing to to buy me into a book. Like I mentioned in. Fantastic Four. For me, those small interactions where superheroes can be personable, where they interact with uh, a just a regular person and they help them, that to me is what a superhero should be doing. Yeah, you're gonna stop a supervillain at some point for sure. That has, you know, consequences with regards to the whole of humanity. But on the individual level, like when we read, what is it, uh, Action Comics ten sixty seven. One of the, You're gonna lose me with trying to figure out what, what issue is what for Action Comics. We're in we're in four digits. I'm not remembering. Sorry. But the but the one in particular where we see Superman come in, swoop in to save a kid that's inside of a car, and she's like, "Hey, oh yeah, you're uh-huh. the you know like that. That's the kind of shit that I want to be reading in my superhero comics. And so I can respect anybody who likes this, um, but it doesn't interest me enough to want to continue to read because it's not pulling at the at my heartstrings. It's funny. I feel like this book is MCU before MCU was a thing. Sure, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of has the blueprint of what that superhero universe looks like, or you know, what a big team like that looks like. Um, and I think that's effective. I, I think it's absolutely yeah. effective. And and the team itself is built out really, really cool. You have good personalities. You have uh, character moments as well that help to define the individual people. Like Tony, Tony, in in anything that I've been I've been reading more recently. Like I don't have a firm grasp of who he is. I'm so used to the MCU Tony, and seeing him here, seeing him in some of the other stuff that we've been reading has helped to color a bit more. But he's sure. definitely a character that I didn't have as much context into that I'm getting an appreciation for because of this. He's a lot colder back in, back then. Than, yes, you know before calculated. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. You know came into to play. Yeah, yeah. Um. No, it's very, very, very interesting takes on it. I mean, I, I, I would honestly be curious to read it myself because I haven't read it since I liked, you know, 
action figures clashing together, you know, like I, sure. I would say my, my tastes have grown a little, a little beyond that lately. Um, but, uh, I would be curious to see what I think about it. Um, you get to tag now. It could be me. It could be Sean. It could be Cal. It could be, hmm, hmm. It could be you knowing, I mean, who's here? Let's see who's left here. You know what? I think it's going to have to be you, Tyler. Yeah, it's just me. Um, what am I, I kind of want to uh, pick, pick your poison. I kind of want to give you a manga. Um, okay. And in particular, it is. Uh, let's see. Hold on. I forgot to write it down. What are you doing to me? Oh, I am a hero. Oh, this was on your best of last year. Yes. No, was it? Um, Maybe. I believe no. So. I, I I this was my Halloween pick for the book club. I I know I had to. I had to get an image of it. Um, yeah. No, I feel like you you you've talked about this before at least. I have. Okay. I definitely have. It is. Is it zombies? My f- it is zombies. Okay. Do you fuck with zombies? I mean, not really. They're probably cold. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I've been known to. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so that is my pick. Um, okay. You you don't have to read the whole thing. Uh, they have on, you know, the, the Tonka the Tonka Bonds. Um, I think. I think it's on Comicsology. I was thinking Shonen. Uh, oh, is it Shonen? The, the, what is it? Might what, be. It might it, be. It's a, it's it it's Jump published by Dark Horse. Hmm. Okay, I'll figure it out. I'll find. Yeah, it. And, and you don't have to read the first like trade or anything. Like maybe like the first two issues. I manga is like drinking water for me. Like that that shit just goes real fast. It, it's much quicker for me than 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 American comics. Um, then, so I can if I can get through a first volume, that's not a big deal. Okay, and then I, I will I will challenge you to the first volume in that case. Okay, I'm a hero. First volume, got it. Yep, I can do that. Not a problem. Yes, yes. I want somebody to read this. I have to read it to... uh, backwards though. So. Yeah, yeah. From from uh, the end to the beginning. Well, let's talk about some pals pulls then. Let's let's pull our pals. Um, I want to check out Blade Vampire Nation number one. This is a this is a Blade one shot by Mark Russell. Um, that alone is enough to sell me. I guess Easy. it's kind of like really summating where Blade stands in the Marvel universe right now because he is in kind of a weird place. Um, he's the sheriff of a vampire nation and also an Avenger at the same time. Um, so I think this is kind of getting people up to speed on, on who he is, where he is, what's going on, and I'm cool with that. Even though I've read all of the previous stuff, but uh, it's Mark Russell too, so why not? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and in that then case. Gold Goblin, number one. Oh okay, I saw this. All right. Uh, this is a new number one uh, by Christopher Cantwell, Lam Medina. Um, it is uh, a face turn for Norman Osborn, and this is his superhero persona. Um, but it looks like he's still kind of dealing with you know the the green goblin kind of always always in the back of his mind where does it go um so yeah i'll, I'll see where this goes it's got a good creative team and i love norman osborne as a character so i will definitely read more of it who's um, on this christopher canwell on, on right duty and land medina on art nice okay and you wanted to check out uh, peach momoko's demon days shield of justice hell yeah i've been picking up every america? single one of these it is it's uh, captain america it is the Iron Samurai versus the Shield of Justice, and the 
these reimagine imaginings of these characters from Peach Momoko, phenomenal. Like the designs, the world, the aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, I I've been thoroughly enjoying the uh, the Demon Days, which was all the X Men stuff. This is, looks like it's turning into some more of the Avengers characters, and so I'm excited to just see how the character the designs get introduced yeah. and how we're kind of genre bending the the marvel universe uh the fact that it's styled to look like and feels like and pace like manga but these characters is fascinating to me so i'm super excited for this to come back my biggest frustration with this series has been the fact that every single issue is a number one and so you can't actually keep track of what the next issue is because the next one's going to be like demon wars whatever iron samurai something number one and then the following one is going to be you know the oh, green yeah, one shots yeah yeah they're all one shots but it tells a continuous story so you lose track of what is what yeah no and then you wanted to check out uh voyages number one by suni keegan uh yep sumi sumi kesgin sumi kesgin uh, who is doing the art as well as the writing this gave me 2011 2012 image sci-fi vibes and i haven't felt that in a while and not like the oh they're putting out another sci-fi book kind of thing but one of the og something like planetoid or uh some of the prophet stuff like it it had the stylings of it the colors the art style even some of the in the preview pages the writing i'm like oh okay i fuck with this and this the fact a writer, that it's one creative combo, right oh yeah exactly and the fact that it's a writer artist combo same with um uh i think planetoid was like that as well um trying to remember who it is. ken garing ken garing on planetoid i fell okay. in love with that book that helped to color what i feel is image number one sci-fis and so this smelled just like it and i had to pick it up definitely looks good by cover alone that looks like a good cover so yeah yeah the I interiors would, are great i'm probably gonna pick this up too it looks interesting yeah let's go tyler uh, but yeah those are our, those are our polls um a little little uh little, not really a little shorter show a little shorter um but marco and i are gonna go see wakanda forever now so yeah we gotta, we gotta watch that now so that we can give you the content as soon as we can that's right. We're, we're putting it out tomorrow. No, we're putting it out no, Saturday. Not that soon. Sorry. No. Sorry. We, got, we keep our Fridays free here. That's right. Yeah. Free, yeah. Free the nip free Fridays. Free for Marco to make some interesting decisions with life. Excuse me? Oh, yep. Yep. Same, though. <laughs> uh, not not really. No, not the same. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Marco, um, I, I guess I should plug the show. Uh, you could follow us at all the things up in uh, that corner if you're watching it live. That's uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. TikTok, Twitch, Patreon, all those things. Everything is the Comics Pals. So find us where you want to find us. Um, we'll see you on, on Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, both YouTube and Twitch will be live um, doing our normal show. I have no idea what we're talking about this week. So uh, I feel like it's been a light week in terms of news. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, not a lot's been going on. Sean always pulls something out of his ass. So Always. He's got a Beautiful lot of black there. ass. Oh. <laughs> Let's just end the show there. (laughs) See you next week. All right. Bye, guys.